0: Between Two Runners, a podcast. Let's get into the show. Welcome to Between Two Runners. My guest today all the way from the Ocala Downtown Diner, it's Darren. Hello,
1: sir. How's it going? Thank you for having me. It's good to be here, man. Thank you
0: so much for traveling across town to do this with us. <laughs> So talk to us about the early days. Do you remember the first time you laced up a pair of running shoes?
1: Oh, yeah, actually. I So I started running um, in Salt Lake City. Our elementary school did a fundraiser during school every year where the kids would get out. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd get to run a 5K around town. I guess it's, like, not something you can do anymore. But um, they would make us run this 5K. It wasn't, like, an option. You couldn't sit out. Okay. And, I was pretty competitive, I wasn't very good at running at the time, but I was competitive and I hated that my best friend won the race every time we went, so it kind of caused me to take up running just because I didn't like losing.
0: Okay, so that's where it all started, that that competitive bug just kind of took over. Yep. And where did it go from that 5k?
1: Um, Transfer. I like transferred schools, they had a run club. I decided to do the run club. In seventh grade in Salt Lake City, they had a really big um, cross country and track program. It's just like they do in high schools here. And so I joined the cross country team, um, ran with them, ran on the, the track program, and then moved here and didn't get to compete again until I was in ninth grade. Okay. And how so. was the
0: transition to Florida?
1: Um it was it was good it was different because it was hot and it was a lot like in salt lake city i got to run in the snow and i liked it when it was cold um and i was running times in salt lake city that i came here and they seemed impossible because of how hot it was so i was you know i wasn't great in salt lake city but i could run a 630 mile and have no issue as a middle school kid It took me probably three months to break eight minutes for a mile when I moved to Florida just because of the heat. All
0: right. So after high school, where did you go from there? Did you continue running?
1: Well, yeah. So in high school, I ran for um, Vanguard, which is the pretty good distance program in Ocala. And I have to admit, I'm biased because I'm also a coach over at Vanguard now. Okay. Nice.
0: Full circle. uh,
1: yeah, I, um, I signed to run for Embry-Riddle, so I ran for them but was in a car accident, so I kind of had to give up the kind of dream of competitive running. But it ended up working out because I went and I worked for a running store up in Jacksonville called the Jacksonville Running Company, okay. and I made a bunch of connections. I worked there for like two and a half years. Right. You know, I kind of mentioned earlier um, with you one-on-one that we, like, I was part of a business that traveled around the country following high school running and reporting on high school running, and I just kind of always liked staying involved with it. Yeah. now I'm putting on races, I'm coaching, I still part of the clubs, not running as much, but I'm hurt again, so. Gotcha.
0: My first introduction to you was, uh, I guess, the Wednesday Night Run Club. How long has that been going on?
1: That, um, we, so the Ocala Runners Club has always been, like, a big thing. I think it started in the 70s, but then it kind of fell off. Um, And so. Oh, so it's been around since the 70s. Yeah, so like five or six years ago, One of my friends, Adam, like, you know Adam Truesdale, right? Yeah. He mentioned to me, like, we should start and try and just kind of reinvigorate the club. One of the biggest problems that clubs have is they'll start but then there's no consistency so you show up to a few and then people get busy and then nobody shows up and he's like we need to start something that happens in the same place every Wednesday night at the same time and just say somebody's going to be there rain or shine and I think it was five or six years ago and outside of maybe a hurricane I don't think anybody's ever I don't think we've ever missed a Wednesday
0: okay And that's been going on five years strong. And this is parlayed into some other avenues for you, Mm running-wise, such as uh, coaching. So you're coaching where you used to run. Yep. And how did you get into that?
1: Well, my little brother, so when I moved back from Jacksonville after I graduated, my little brother was on the team. He was um, more so running to get in shape for wrestling than he was to be competitive. He liked running, but he just he had more of a talent for like the contact type stuff. And I was showing up for every practice because I ended up being his ride to most of the practices. And it just got to the point to where um, the head coach who's also one of my best friends was asking me, well, what do you think of this workout? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And it just got to the point where it was like, oh, this is an assistant coach. I kind of fell into it, and I never really walked away from it. And it's led to some cool, like, experiences. What are some of your highlights as a coach? Um, I would, like, I would say just all of these state championships that have kind of come out of nowhere. We, um... We had a girl, when I was like still kind of new into coaching, her name was Elizabeth, she, um, she unfortunately was like prone to injuries, so we, she would run healthy for a few months, and then she'd be hurt for a few months, and it was something that we just couldn't figure out through physical therapy, through like dumbed-down mileage, we just couldn't figure out why she was getting hurt. Well, her senior year... She was our number two runner all the way up until I believe the regional um, cross country meet. And our number one runner was, she was like one of the best runners in the state in her own respect. So regional meet, Elizabeth kind of comes out of nowhere, leads the race for most of the race, but it's a hard course. So head coach says, calm it down. Don't worry about it. You don't have to win this race. Let's just get through it. Next week's more important. So she ends up finishing second. Our um, normal number one Audrey finishes third and, some, and a girl from um, Leesburg wins that race. Well, we go to the state meet the next week and we have a race plan. We tell Elizabeth she likes to lead from the front. So we're like, you just get in the front, you dictate the pace, Audrey sit in the back of the pack of that first pack and let's see what we can do. Well, going out of the woods at the um, state meet, Elizabeth had like a fifty-meter lead on the pack, and in second place was Audrey. And it kind of it finished Elizabeth winning the state title, which nobody had any nobody had any like clue that she was gonna be there right. and um audrey ended up finishing sixth but she just she was spent with 400 meters to go she got passed by what five people or four people rather so but it was kind of cool we go to a meet that nobody's giving us any kind of cred and you see one of your runners who's been hurt most of the season finish first and then your other number two girl finish um six and then on the track Elizabeth ended up winning the two-mile as well. So she ended up walking away as a two-time state champion. Awesome. And then, you know, fast forward to today, our um, our four-by-800-meter relay team defended their state title at UNF um, the first weekend of May. And now the kids are training for New Balance Nationals up in Greensboro, North Carolina, not this weekend, but next weekend. And it's just kind of cool. It's like something yeah. where you have all these kids that you saw before they were great runners. Now they're winning state titles, signing scholarships to run.
0: Yeah, kind of coming into their own.
1: Yep. Now,
0: having spent a good amount of time uh, on the inside of a running store, you have some favorite shoes. How's your shoe collection these days?
1: It's not as big as it used to be. I mean, I was always a big fan of Newton. Um... I think, uh, I think though, they kind of went a little bit too corporate and kind of lost um, some of the values that the people who were big Newton fans um, kind of followed. It seemed like it was more about making money than it was about putting out a good product. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but that's kind of my feelings. Um, I got you. I've always been a big fan of Brooks and Mizuno. Uh, Brooks just makes like a great running shoe, and I I know a lot of people that wear them now. And then Mizuno, I had a lot of respect when I was, our store was one of the better, one of the better, I guess, sellers of Mizuno in the country. So when they had a down year on sales, the president of their company from Japan went and did a tour of the United States and went to different accounts to figure out why their shoe was not selling as well that year as they had the year before. And I'm like, you, I mean, Phil Knight's not, yeah, Phil Knight's not the president of Nike anymore, but I couldn't see Phil Knight traveling to different stores like why is my shoe not selling yeah. you know what I mean so I like I have a lot of respect because they actually care about their product Absolutely. and they take feedback from the salespeople. like I I wasn't managing the store then I was just a salesperson, and I'm having a one-on-one conversation like we are right now with the president of Mizuno about why I think his shoes failing and he's taking notes wow so
0: that's got to feel pretty good
1: mm-hmm. so Sorry.
0: Up until this point, would you say Mizuno is one of your one of your go tos Yep. For that reason. Mhm. And it's also a good shoe, I would imagine. Yep. Excellent. So, you also do a little race directing. How did you get into that?
1: Um, the race directing, it was kind of on accident. I had friends up in Jacksonville who um, put on this race every year that they were putting on this free 5K. Mm-hmm. And they invited, like, they wanted help with it. They were getting kind of burnt out with it. And so they wanted help with the idea of us taking over. Well, that year ended up being a disaster. And it kind of goes into what I do now as well. The um, Our shirt vendor just forgot to print shirts for us. And it ended up being just like a nightmare because although the race was free, people paid for T-shirts, and they paid for them in advance Mm -hmm. to the tune of like 300 T-shirts, and our shirt vendor forgot that we had an event, and we had paid him up front, so... Just kind of took the money and ran. Yeah, we call him, and he brings 15 shirts to packet pickup, and we're like, we ordered 300, and he goes, oh, well, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna print them tonight okay, whatever, we're just gonna tell people their shirts are gonna be ready for um, the day of the race. You know, no harm, no foul. Show up to the day of the race, and he's only printed another 30 shirts. So in total, we've received like 45 shirts. It was, you know, and just that kind of stress, the race was like a disaster. Um but it it ended up having a silver lining as the person who was timing the race kind of saw that, like, how we kind of worked together under pressure and was looking for stuff to do over the summer because as you know in Florida there's not a lot of good 5Ks over the summer. Yeah. And he's like, why don't we do a 5K in Ocala over the summer? And that started the running of the donuts which we're putting on this weekend and I've got my <laughs> running of the donuts shirt on today just by chance. Nice.
0: And this podcast will go up today so you know, plenty of time to promote that. Perfect. So, if they need more information about the race coming up, where do they go?
1: They could just Google um, "running of the donuts." It'll be the very first thing that pops okay. up. All right. um, it's also on Facebook. If they go to the Ocala Runners Club, they'll see a link with our cool um, with our cool medals. Are you were you a Game of Thrones fan? Yes. So it was kind of funny. I was getting messages last night that people were talking bad about our medals, and I was like huh i wonder why and i go and somebody's like that's a really ugly medal." and somebody's like why does the metal have a dragon and so for the game of thrones fans
0: they we exactly were exactly what this was
1: yeah we were trying to make a cool medal, and every year we have different themes and I, I secretly wanted danny to sit on the iron throne until you know episode seven and eight so no spoilers but you know maybe i should have done the direwolf <laughs> all right
0: so after uh, running of the donuts, what else is coming up on your calendar?
1: Um, after that, we've got, like, on the coaching side, we're, um, we're going to start, like, our summer conditioning the Monday after the running of the donuts, and I'm expecting to have anywhere from 50 to 70 athletes out, um, training between the high school program that I help out at and my um, private coaching program. i um, going to do that most of the summer, and then we're going to start, like, my race I guess my race directing. I'm gonna start helping with um, the Turkey Trot probably in the next couple of months. We also have the Ugly Sweater 5K my friend puts on the first weekend of December and that okay. happens at Denellin or in Denellin. And I usually help them with like the t-shirts and some of just like the packet stuff. And then we'll have the reindeer run the second weekend of December. And so those are my big go-to's right now. All right. Where are some of your favorite places to run around town? Um, Like if I'm new and it's somebody who wants to come run and wants to see like, wants to have nice areas to run in, I always recommend to go out to Santos to the bike trails. They have their paved path that they put up a few years ago that is um, completely covered with trees. So you've got like a canopy coverage and it's kind of like running on the road. you can, there are trails out there that you can run at. I know the cyclists kind of get mad when you're on the bike trails, but they also have hiking trails that are pretty cool. Um, There's also Land Bridge that has a lot less bike traffic. It's part of the same trail system. Uh, We go out there a lot. Um, For people who want to stay local, though, a lot of people really like Jervie So, Or, you know, I'd be kind of remiss to say if you're here on a Wednesday night at 6.30, if you meet at Infinite Ale Works, we do a 3.2 just over a 5K um, around the historic downtown Ocala, and I think it's a nice
0: yeah, it's a beautiful course. And you know, and I gotta say, you know, as a as a newbie in town, you guys are super welcoming. You gave me all kinds of information, you know, I was like, Where do where do I park and what do I do? And yeah, you super helpful, so thank you for that. I appreciate that, yeah. What would you say your favorite thing about running is?
1: Yeah. Um. It's just it's one of those things like I think it's like a good metaphor for just like everything in life It's it sounds very cliche, but what you put into it is what you get out of it And that's kind of like why I like the coaching aspect is you see the kids who kind of sacrifice and dedicate themselves and You see the kind of successes they have so um Tangent we were just talking about like going over to New Balance Nationals one of our athletes um, One of our athletes was in a collision on the track um, About five weeks before the state meet he broke his collarbone um, Went to the doctors the doctor said it wasn't going to heal right. He probably was going to need surgery and that surgery allowed him to pick up kind of where he left yeah. off and he won a state title and just the work he put into the result. We had another kid like that who, six weeks before the state meet, was diagnosed with a um, stress fracture in his back. So, and then he ended up placing second at the state meet in 800 just won the um, music city distance carnival up in tennessee in the 800 and is ranked like top 25 in the country and so it's it's that kind of stuff like you see how people overcome adversity and they have success and then the everyday runner you know there's you've seen so many stories about the obese person that started walking then started running and now they're doing marathons and qualifying for Boston yeah. so it's like that's why I like it yeah is there anything you'd like to have before we wrap up I think I said everything okay. pretty much I can say
0: right on thank you so much Darren appreciate yep. it
1: thank you for having me
0: sure thing that does it for this edition of Between Two Runners join us next time for a very special guest Between Two Runners sponsored by the Athlete Step Exoscan And of course, pancakes.